0: Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, that because we have met together here today, life may grow greater for those who have lost faith in it, simpler for those who are confused by it, more secure for those who would escape it, happier for those who may be tasting the bitterness of it, safer for those who are feeling the peril of it, more friendly for those who are feeling the loneliness of it, and holier for all, to whom life may have lost its dignity, its beauty, and its meaning. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. All of our readings today talk about persistence, our persistence, God's persistence. Persistence is defined as, quote, firm or obstinate continuance in a course of action despite difficulty or opposition. So, what was the last thing you were truly persistent about? And I mean, like, genuinely persistent. When I tried to answer this question for myself, I found that it wasn't really ever a specific thing or a goal, but rather, persistent shows up for me on a much more general level. I am persistent in helping my children, even if they don't like it. I am persistent in tending to and maintaining my relationships. I am persistent in advocating and caring for my loved ones, especially you all, my parishioners. This kind of persistence, it's really not something that you can turn on or turn off, but rather it is a constant state of vigilance, a constant state of awareness, a doggedness in those places that matter most in my life. It can be exhausting at times, but as I reflect on it, it also seems to be the only way that I can live. I cannot imagine a life in which I'm not engaged with purposeful action, thought, and prayer for what matters most. And I can also see in my life what happens when, for whatever reason, my persistence lags things slip through the cracks relationships can suffer persistence my friends is not for the weak of heart and here's an important question why are we persistent in some things and for some people but not others Where do we place ourselves in all that matters to God and all that matters to us? Now, on a very practical level, I simply think that we frail humans do not have the capacity to be always persistent in all the things. I know that I don't. There are times in my life when I don't even have the emotional, physical, or spiritual bandwidth to be persistent in the few things that I'm generally persistent in, let alone persistent in everything. On a spiritual level, I wonder if perhaps we're just too human, too short-sighted, too stubborn. Y'all, we don't always value what God values. And we don't always see the world and the people around us as God sees them. Sometimes we're just too busy being persistent in the things that matter to us that we don't have anything left to give to the things that matter most to God. In the parable that we heard this morning in Luke's Gospel, Jesus tells his disciples of this hard-hearted judge And this persistent widow it's worth pondering in this parable where do we fit and where is God Jesus tells us that God's not like this judge cold-hearted lazy waiting for us to wear him down with our prayers So therefore, it must mean that if God is, in fact, a judge, a very different kind of judge than this. So I wonder then, is God like the widow? Is God like the widow, which, unfortunately for us, leaves us in the place of the judge? What if we are the obstinate and cold-hearted ones? What if God is the persistent, never-ceasing, never-lacking widow? What if it is God who is night and day, knocking at our doors and seeking us out? What if it is God who is trying to wear us down? What if it is God... Who is continually, without ceasing, trying to open our eyes and bring our attention to his presence and our place in his kingdom. Y'all, why do we make God work so hard? Now, I did get a little laugh in my sermon preparation for this week. In our gospel reading, we have that line where the judge says that he gets out of bed so that the persistent widow won't wear him down. If you were to translate the Greek exactly, what he was saying is, I'm going to listen to her so she won't give me a black eye. The judge. The judge gets out of bed and the judge gives justice because the judge doesn't want to be physically changed by his encounter with this persistent widow. And if we go back to Genesis, to Jacob wrestling with God, to Jacob who walks with a limp after his encounter with God, then we know that when we have skin in the game with God, and when we Honestly, respond to God's persistence, it changes us. Now, no, I do not want a black eye, nor do I want a limp, because I answered the door when God was a knocking. But I do want my persistence to be in alignment with God's mission, with God's love. I want to be persistent with God not against God I want to not just say that I want God to transform my life I actually want to want for God to transform my life which means beloveds if you desire to be transformed You must bring to God the same level of persistence that God brings to you. This, this is what Jesus means when he tells us to pray always and to not lose heart. Prayer is not meant to wear God down, but rather it is meant to wear us down. Prayer is what greases the hinges of the door so that we can answer when God knocks. Prayer is what compels us to get out of bed and to do justice. Prayer is what drives us to the side of the river and to meet God head on. Prayer. Prayer is what leads our eyes to the hills. As we heard in Psalm 121, and allows for us to know from where our help comes. So pray without ceasing, and do not lose heart. And if you do, you will meet God, and you will be forever changed. Amen.